What's up, Grace Girls? Welcome to the Allow Yourself Grace podcast, where we focus on helping Black women change their lives by discarding negative thoughts, pivoting in the right direction, and shifting their mindset through cultivating a trauma-free lifestyle. I'm your host, Courtney Kristen, educator, content creator, life coach, counselor, and mental health enthusiast living in Houston, Texas. I created the Allow Yourself Grace podcast because I wanted to create a space for Black women to share their thoughts, feelings, and stories that make them who they are without fear of judgment. Allow Yourself Grace provides emotional support and encouragement within the Grace Girls community for women in need of non-biased opinions from women other than family and friends. Personal development, self-care, career, faith, are among many of the topics we will discuss on this platform. Allow Yourself Grace podcast is here to encourage Black women to live unapologetically and thrive in being authentically who they are and were designed to be, an entire vibe. No topics are off limits. We will cover it all. Now, grab a notebook, pen, sit back, and enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Allow Yourself Grace podcast. Um, y'all know I got a guest in the house. We're ro- rocking and rolling this season. Um, as always, I like to let my guests introduce themselves so I don't forget any of their credentials. So I'm going to go ahead and let my beautiful guest, she's looking good, y'all, introduce herself. I'm Tiffany Roll. Um, it's my Instagram handle. I am a certified life coach. I have been doing it all of my life, but I got certified in 2019. I think around the pandemic so yeah all right i love that i love that y'all i've been following her on um social media and i was like you know what i'm gonna reach out to her and have her come on because if y'all aren't following her we're gonna have her instagram popped up on the screen y'all need to go follow her because she's dropping a lot of gems a lot of motivational things um and then you can check out her services if you're interested she also has a podcast um and we were just talking about it with her lovely daughter yes um and it's called you talk too much right um i was like okay we'll have that on the screen too for you guys but i was like i love it i just told her i love the brand i love it all so y'all make sure y'all go go check that out so today we're gonna talk about the importance of structure so with miss tiffany being a life coach i thought that was a perfect topic um and so we're gonna let her kind of tell a little bit about where she's from who she is and then we're gonna move into today's topic Okay. I am, again, uh, Tiffany McCardell. I am a certified life coach. Um, Again, I've really been doing it all of my life, and it just made sense Mm -hmm. after a while to actually put my gift to work. Yeah. Basically. So a lot of times we run from our gifts. Yes. Like, it's kind of like, until people start to come into our lives and they kind of confirm it for us. And then we're like, okay, let me just do this because I can't run from it no more. Yeah. Yeah, it was just important for me to come to grips with uh, actually following my gift. Mm -hmm. I love it. Are you originally from Houston? I am originally from Houston. Okay. Okay. What side? So many sides. (laughs) Hiram Clark. Okay. Yes. Uh, we, if you're from Houston, you know where you know where that is. Yes. Um, okay. So originally from Houston. And so the podcast, the podcast you started with your daughter. Yes. And your daughter, she lives here in Houston too. Yes, she okay. lives in Houston all her life. Do y'all record all in person or is it virtual as well? No, we do all in person. Okay. Yes. I love it. All I love it. I love it. Okay. The importance of structure. 
as a life coach, I know this is a topic that you can resonate with well. How important is structure in your life? It's very important. Uh, structure actually is going to be the foundation of what your tomorrow is, what, what your tomorrow promises you. Structure is basically your everyday to-do list. And it doesn't matter how, uh, it doesn't matter where you place your goals. It doesn't matter if you have your to-do list uh, Monday through Sunday, or if it's just daily, as long as you have some type of a structure so that what you want your tomorrow to look like actually comes to fruition. Wow. So when you're when you're taking clients and, you know, what do you look at? Do you have a specific client that you like to work with or do you kind of open it up to everybody and then you just kind of go based off of their needs? Well, I do have a target audience. However, um, if I can determine that I can help meet the need, I most definitely expand my target audience is uh, women between the ages of 19 and close to my age. Right. So. Uh, and I'm, I'm specific on uh, actually helping you cultivate the greatness that's already in you. A lot of us are just, um, uh, especially mothers, mothers and wives. You do so much for your children. You do so much for your husband. You do so much for the household. You simply forget that you too have a gift. And when those kids get off to college, school and life mm -hmm. then it's like okay what do i do what do so i do that's where i come in okay. hey what are your gifts what do you love doing that you would not even care if you didn't get paid for and then i just start to help cultivate them i create a to-do we create a to-do and we determine hey this needs to get done here here and here and basically we're going to create a foundation so that your tomorrow looks like what you want it to look I love it. So it's kind of like having an accountability partner. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. Absolutely. Somebody to just hold you to like, hey, this is what you said you were going to do. Absolutely. And I'm here to make sure that you follow through right. with what you said you were going to do. And that's that's the key, an accountability partner. And I do uh, stand firm and strong on that because a lot of times you're around people who do want to see you grow. They just don't know how to hold you accountable because they know you personally. But I know that there is a purpose and a mission so what I'm going to do is enforce what you told me you wanted to have. Right, right. And I think you're right. Like, a lot of times with our family, it's like, you know, I don't want to hurt their feelings. You know, I don't want to say the wrong things. And I may come off a certain way. Right. And so they may be a little hesitant. So it's good to have somebody that's non-biased. Absolutely. They don't really know you. Absolutely. They can come in and say, okay, you need to be doing X, Y, and Z. And you know what? People receive it better. Absolutely. Like, it's just something about receiving right. something from a stranger. <laughs> that will take but like let your mom tell you or your grandma tell you like i don't right. want to hear that today but if i come and tell you tiffany i think you should yeah. absolutely and then you probably have that person like man i told you that 20 years ago <laughs> absolutely. like i've been, I been right. told you that right. i do that to my husband all the time i'm right. like dude i told you that but it's something about hearing it from somebody else um and I, want, I do yeah when you hear from somebody else i'm sorry no you're fine. i do speak to I make sure I speak to the fear that mm. has you bound. So I'm also affirming what you want to do, and I am casting down that fear so that you know yes. that, hey, I can do it. A lot of times people don't understand that we don't move because we're afraid. 
because you might not be fearful. So when right. you tell me to do something, you're telling me to do it out of your zeal, but I still have fear. But I can identify, I know you're afraid. We're going to move anyway. We're going to do right. it. If you, if you do fail, it's okay. We're just going to restructure. Yes. So. Pushing people to take risks. Yes. I think taking risks in life is like one of the hardest things you could ever Absolutely. do. It's like you may sit there and do all the research and sign up for all these courses and then you don't execute mm-hmm. and so i think that's the part that really life coaches help you do is like really execute your plan because you can have all the knowledge in the world but if you don't apply it it's useless it's yeah i want to go back to what you were saying about you know people um like women their kids growing up and them not um knowing their passion like okay my kids are gone I haven't done anything. I don't know what to do with myself because I've been so immersed in their lives and haven't really tapped into what I want to do. Like, why do you think women struggle so much with that? Like finding their identity? I think it's because we haven't, uh, we haven't been picked. So we haven't seen ourselves in those positions and it's just now becoming normalized almost. been depicted only as the wife we've been depicted only as the as the best friend as the good person right and we just haven't seen ourselves actually going after our goals because we haven't lived it yeah i've been a mother all of my life or right. well, not all of my life but you right. know for, for the a majority long time. yeah and i've been a wife for even longer so that's what i've been practicing that's what i've been doing that's what I've been good at because right. what you practice is what you become good at. So, Come on. Yeah, so yep. now it's time. Now I don't need to feed, pick up, take to soccer practice, make dinner for 10 of us. Now I don't have to do that. Now my time, now I'm idle. It's time for, for Tiffany to step into Tiffany. Like, yes. It's time for me to do me. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I can see that because I know people like they get like, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do this. It's like, dang, do you take a day that is, yes, yes, just who are you? Right. Travel, even traveling without their kids. Like they feel like they can't travel, you know, they can't do anything because they have kids. And it's like, that's not the case. Like you just got to work it out. Absolutely. Um, I told my friends, I'm like, y'all got one ticket a year. Y'all going to use it. Let me know when that fits and I'll babysit, but you gotta let me know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you got one ticket. You got one ticket. My sister's like, she hates to ask, but I'm like, yeah, just let me know. Right. Um, But yeah, I think you need those people to really help cultivate. Absolutely. To help cultivate who you are. Um, So you've been a wife for how long? 19 years. Oh, that's a long time. Wait, did I hear you say 10? A family of 10? How many kids? I was about to say. That was. I was say, I know. I was gonna say, was that a scenario or how many kids do you have? I have one daughter. Oh, just one. Okay, only child. I I don't know how people do two and up. Yeah, two and up. That's very hard. Because I'm like, man, you got how many? Five. Oh, two. Oh, that's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot of personalities. You know, um, everybody has different personalities. You got to be gifted to have right uh, two and up. Yeah, my dad's the only child, so I know I'm like, but he has a lot of kids. Really? So interesting. Yeah, very interesting, very interesting. Um, so I kind of want to talk about like building relationships. How important is it for you to build relationships with other women who are really operating in their purpose and stepping into their passions? Because I think that. That kind of helps. It's yeah. very important because you want to actually be in a community 
of people who affirm you. And then you want to be in a community of people you uh, grow with or you look forward to doing or becoming. Like if you do more than I do, like your your setup is better or it's mm-hmm. not necessarily well better yeah, i am saying better this, yeah. yeah because you're at you're at better and mm-hmm. i'm at good so mm-hmm. i'm trying to get better right so i need something to look forward to yes i need to be around those people and iron sharpens iron so the more we sharpen one another the higher we become the more steady our foundation becomes yes and the bigger we are when I have, um, I definitely agree with that. When I have women um, on my platform or they reach out to me, it's kind of like, yeah, for example, yesterday I had a collaboration call with another podcaster. She's never met me. We've never met in person. She saw me online. She's in Salt Lake City, Utah. And um, she's like, hey, I want to chat, see what we can do. And so we literally chatted on Zoom, decided what we we're going to do. Um, she was a little hesitant about asking like, hey, can we both use the content? I'm like, sure. <laughs> I've had people on there like, can you send me the whole file so right. I can post it? Sure. Absolutely. Like, because we're all helping each other and we all know how this works. Like, you come on my platform, you get exposed to my audience, I go on your platform. You and it should be fun because you may be able to reach somebody that I can't reach that's exactly. not in my demographics. Absolutely. They can't relate to me. Absolutely. You know, we all have unique gifts. And so I'm so glad that you said that because I went um, to a networking event last night and it was just so different for me because I was the only married person in the room. So okay. it was my husband and I were the only married couple in the room. So you could tell because the conversation is different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think just just being around people in general, you kind of figure out like who your audience is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering, like, have you ever been in a space where you're like, okay, now I, I can see this is not my client, but I can probably refer them to. Absolutely. So-and-so. Because my daughter uh, is 30. Mm-hmm. So I'm weak. We are in the same rooms a lot of times or yeah. I'm just when I'm hanging with her and her audience is younger you know right. she does reach my demographic however there is a another a, a smaller audience so right a lot of times I'm like yeah, she's just gonna work yeah. With my daughter. yeah 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 you absolutely. can kind of tell and and I tell people that's okay we get it's fine yeah it's fine it is. it's fine it's, it really is it's fine and if it's not fine for you I'm like okay you're not in my you're not in the circle I need to be in. Right. Because right. I feel like as women, we have to kind of encourage each other and push each other and just know like we're all in it to win it, right? Absolutely. And I want to see everybody win, like genuine. And, and sometimes in business, I'm going to get to the business side of this, um, you can get uh, maybe misguided sometimes or maybe you're like, you get into a situation and you're like, okay, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Have you ever been in a situation like that? Well, I have, and thankfully for me, uh, I just, and this is just honest to goodness, I prayed and asked God to Mm. disrupt it, and the person person just gracefully bowed out. I love it. Not return calls. I love it. To me, so. It just worked. And it worked out. Yes. Yeah, it's something about that discernment yes. and that energy. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm big on energy. I'm yes. like, okay, let me see. I don't know. And that's why I'm so like, I like to really fill people out before I invite them on the platform. And I, cause I'm like, I'm okay. I can do an episode by myself. My okay. husband is like, you didn't get a guest. You need to do this. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't just want everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. So on your podcast, do y'all, do y'all invite people on or how do y'all 
like select and narrow down your guests? So my daughter normally selects and narrow down her guests. She's okay. really good with discerning the sit mm. with. Uh, she does extensive research. She's familiar with their platform. Yeah. She is in that instance we haven't I love it. Yeah, she's really good it. with detecting who to sit down with. I love it. So structure and business, how does that go? Hand in hand or no? Well, it is hand in hand. But again, I thank God for my child who handles. Love it. I love it. She's taking care of her mama. Absolutely. She absolutely just gives me the information. Uh, We do get together and create. She's going to, you know, we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And we create that part. But as far as, like, the structure of it, she takes care of it. Hey, I'll see you here at this time on this angle. Okay. I love it. Success and structure. So, you know, I get a lot of questions like, you know, how did you do this? Or, you know, how are you so successful? And you're, you're this young. You have this many degrees. You're doing this and that. And I think it's just having a plan. Um for me, I think. But what role does success play? I mean, does structure play in success? So that it's it's extremely important, and the role is very significant. And success again, success is defined by you. Mm-hmm. So you get determined what your success is, what you feel like success is. If you are taking a course and success for you, like when I finish the course, that's success. Right. Then that is for you so determining what you want to do uh, completing that task and being able to actually you know be satisfied with what you completed like being able to say that I don't want to make a success cookie cutter right because it's not and so I don't want people to think that if you do one two three then your success yes. your success is determined on how you define it yes. and how tangible it is for you. Right. Now, if you feel like, you know, I finished my plate and that's successful. Hey, I can't, you know. <laughs> I ate a salad today. <laughs> you know, and maybe it is successful yeah. because you're trying to diet. Yeah. But you want to determine what success looks like for you and not anyone else so that you can, so that you can determine how successful is it? How significant success is in your life? I don't want to put it in a box. Right, right. And I think with today's society, with like social media and like you're seeing all, you're seeing what people want you to see. You see really. a highlight reel. You see a highlight reel. So I'm sure you get clients that are like comparing themselves to Absolutely. maybe social media or family Absolutely. members. What's something like one of the main things that you tell them when you hear that come out of their mouths? First of all, I like to be realistic about social media. Mm-hmm. And my first thing is, what do you want people to show you if they're sad and unhappy? No. I'm going to post when I'm having a good time, when I'm happy, when I'm hanging out with my family and friends. So don't take it so personal that I'm not showing you the dark side of my life. Yeah. That's number one. We all we all do it. I am going to give you my highlight my best reel times. unless God is telling me to expose something personal about my life. Yeah. Now you will get the meat of me in my message. That's personal. 
if I'm expressing something, it's because I experienced it and I'm able to put it in a message and send it to you via video. But don't get caught up on someone's highlight reel because you're comparing, because what we do as humans is we, ex we compare our experience to their experience. And I, if I'm comparing, that means I'm in a kind of sucky place. So I'm comparing where I am mentally, emotionally, where I'm down to somebody's happiest moment. The yeah. two don't balance. It doesn't. So I tell them to stay away from that. It, I advise uh, a lot of my clients to stay off social media for a little while. Take a break. Take a break. Take a break. Because like it can be a lot. Like a it high school. ハッピーバースデーハッピーバースデーハッピーバースデーハッピーバースデーハッピーバースデーハッピーバースデーハッピーバースデーハッピーバースデーハッピーバースデーハッピーバースデーハッピーバースデーハッピーバースデーハッピ
you Sorry, go. I haven't been led to do that there yet. But am I crying when nobody's looking? Yes. Am I having my moments? Yes. There and I go. thought that was so human of there him to say, because it makes sense. It's like, who who are we to sit here and judge him because he's not crying on camera? Right. Right. We don't know what he's doing in private. Right. So that's that's what I'm saying to, to you guys. Like, make sure that you're not just looking at people saying and misjudging them because you just never know what somebody's going through. Yeah. There's days that I record podcasts and I'm like, I don't feel like doing this today. And somebody will text like, oh, I enjoyed this episode. There you go. There's so, your motivation. Let there's me, your motivation. Let me get behind this mic. Yes. To keep going. Mm-hmm. To keep going. So... On the days that you and your daughter, you're like, oh, man, I don't know if we want to do this. Let's hold on. Let's. What keeps you going? So, number one, discipline and obedience. You actually, sometimes you have to push past what has you foggy because you have already made a promise to yourself. So discipline and obedience. The other thing about that is giving yourself grace. And just like now, you know, you're revamping and just stopping to see what else is going to work. So it's okay to change your mind. It's really okay, but discipline and obedience, you have to be dedicated to something. Because what you're not, what you are not faithful to, eventually you won't commit to. Wow, that's a whole word. Right. What you're not faithful to, eventually you won't commit to. Wow. And that means being consistent. And consistency happens when you feel like it. Don't feel like it. And it kills critics. So all the people that are questioning everything that you do, where they may not be sure, like, oh, you always trying to try something. Right. No, like, oh, you always change it up. It's like, but I'm consistent. Right. Hello. That's the one thing I'm consistent in. So, you know, you're going to see a podcast from Tiffany popping <laughs> up on her page. It may be in a couple weeks. It may be in a couple months, but she's coming back. Right. So, it's like, dang, she ain't stopped yet. So, the tenacity that, Absolutely. you know, the grind Absolutely. and, you know, people don't have it. A lot of people don't have it. Um, do you think that the way you live your personal life affects your business life? Absolutely. The two the two are not separate. And unf- and and I'm going to agree to disagree. A lot of people do have it. You just don't have the discipline and the obedience. And then on, you actually on, have to get around people who want to see you really win. Now, I can't make you do anything. But what I can do is every time you get on the phone with me, ask you, so how was that book and she's going to eventually stop calling me. Because <laughs> like, are you going to are you going to start yeah. writing your book? So it's you. We we do have it. You just have to be in the right community. You have to be around the right people. And if you are not around the right people, they'll encourage you to stay stagnant. Wow. 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 Let me just let that resonate. <laughs> if you're not around the right, right people, you're gonna stay stagnant. I yeah. love it because. That's why I say childhood friends, sometimes you lose them along the way because of that. Yeah. yeah. Because of that. Because I feel like in order to grow, you have to change your environment. Absolutely. Um, and so I find that people that stay around their hometown or they stay around what they're familiar with, like, the, you know, the familiarity of doing the same things and kind of hanging out with the same people, 
they struggle a lot. Do you see that a lot? I do. And that is, that is probably, well, no, that's fear. Because you are afraid to succeed. And if you're around people whose success looks like um, hanging out, then you're successful. And so you might have a dream, but if you are around, the majority of the people you hang around don't do anything and you're comfortable there and you come around me, I'm going to look weird. So when I encourage you to do something, I'm, I'm the one speaking against the masses. So they're going to drown me out. So you're going to stay content around that those group of people until you identify that that is indeed not success. That is just you being stagnant. That is just fear uh, telling you, fear controlling your life. Like, no, you can't do it because they're not encouraging you to do it. And and wanting to be accepted. And a lot of times in those circles, that's not what is known. They actually, in those circles, they actually think that they don't want to be accepted. That's why I get to do what I want to do and hang out all day because I don't really care what they think. Right. In actuality, it you is. Do. Yeah. Because you want to crowd. Yeah. There's more people over here yeah. than over there. There you go. Yeah. You go. I, I can got my little clip. Right. It's cool. You over there by yourself right. thinking you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't want to do that. Right. Right. It's hard, though. So let's talk about how hard it is to stand over here by yourself when everybody else is over here. Well, the funny thing about that is it, it's going to happen one way or the other. You're going to either volunteer to do it yourself by creating your structure and saying, hey, I have a five-year plan. This is what I have to do. And a lot of times your plan is going to take you away from the crowd, put you in a position where you actually have to focus your plan, which is going to uh, take your time away from what you, your social life because you have a five-year plan. And so you're going to have to get it done. Or you're going to waste five years over here, hang out with people who have no interest in what your future looks like, only for God to tap you on your shoulder five years later and say, I said sit down. And he's just going to remove them. And here you are, now on year six. when You could have been done yeah. starting over. Yeah. So you're going to either volunteer or you are it just gonna tap you on your shoulder and said, "I said sit down." Right, and it's, and I think you have a special, like it, it's a unique feeling that you get when you know you're not supposed to be somewhere. You know how you go a place and you like you go somewhere and you're like, no comfort. You feel like so uncomfortable. None. It's like, why did I come here? It's like that feeling, absolutely. Right, absolutely. when you know, like, how you playing over right. here? When you know you're not supposed to be. Here. Or thinking about what you could be doing if you'd have stayed at home. Now, how much time goes by? Because that time, it moves quickly. You look back like, dang, eight, eight years and went by, and I'm still doing the same thing. And I know I should have been. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's, that's part of my story. Yeah. I know I should have. I wasted time. Okay. Now it's go time. Yeah. Now it's go time. My husband laughs at me because I'm like, no, it's go time. Like, if God gives you a vision, it may be cloudy. It may be like, I can't see the end right now. I don't know how this is about to turn out, but God said do it. So here I am. I don't know. But I think that's where faith comes into Absolutely. play. And the Absolutely. trust in him that 
if you gave me the vision and I'm doing everything I need to do to execute, you're going to handle the rest. Absolutely. The rest yeah. ain't even your business. It's not. It's not. I put it in your hands. You wouldn't believe it anyway. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. And what we think it's going to look like, it never looks like that. Never. 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 I mean, because I'm sure some people probably look at you on social media and they're like, oh, she's good. I wish I was doing this. I need to hurry up and catch up. But she just said, look how long it took her to get here. Right. Because I got tapped on my shoulder. I didn't mm. volunteer. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, volunteer. <laughs> like, get over here right, and right. do what I said. Absolutely. Yeah. And it takes that. It takes that. And it also takes people like you sharing your story. Absolutely. Yeah, sharing your story. And also people need to see that mother-daughter relationship. So when she when she said, Oh, me my daughter and I do it together, I thought that was awesome because there's people like me. My mom passed away. So she passed away, I think I was Yeah, somewhere like that. But to see that, like there may be somebody like, Oh my God. I Maybe I can repair the relationship with my mom. Yeah. My mom's still here. Mm-hmm. You know, so I love that y'all are doing that and y'all work well together. Right. Um, because I also had another lady here and she works with her daughter too. And so just that representation of black women Absolutely. actually Absolutely. having healthy relationships is is important. So see what I'm saying? You never know how in what way you're touching right. someone out there because there could be someone who wants to do it or maybe they need to repair that relationship, like I said. So keep going like keep going because wow i would have never known that your journey took that long absolutely yeah, yeah. i was i was hard-headed yeah. and um i probably thought i knew better and <laughs> isn't that crazy and god's sitting up here laughing right like okay if you want to waste all of this time if you say so yeah. so yeah I, I just thank him for uh i thank him that my uh ladder will be greater than my former so yeah. you know it's going to happen. It's just that. And I'm still in the process. I'm currently still in the process of learning and in a season of by myself. Everything has been stripped away. Mm. It is just me. I am in that season, but I am, I have more information now. Yeah. So that's a, that's the great thing about yeah. being in a, a season that of wisdom. Mm-hmm. I have more information. So yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, it is. Let me tell y'all, being out here is not all it's cracked up to be. Right. Um, because you're putting yourself out there. You're being vulnerable. Right. And being vulnerable is, is difficult. It's not easy. Um, there is something I want to ask you. It, it slipped my mind that quick. Um, career. So if somebody is changing careers, is that something that you help with too with life coaching? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's never too late. I don't care how old you are. That's another thing about the clientele I reach. It doesn't matter your age. If you decide to change your mind, you get to change your mind. Mm-hmm. You get to cultivate what you want. It's never too late. If you are still here and you are still breathing, then you have an audience that's waiting yeah. on you. So if you decided to change your mind, it's because God put something in you to say, hey, I want you to do X, Y, and Z. And that's because I have this person in two years I need you to run to. Yeah. I need you to already have this career going. I need you to on that page. So I love absolutely it. Absolutely change. Do you think people can do multiple things? So I do think they can do multiple things. I'm not sure if I agree you can mm-hmm. do them at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's called switch tasking. And I don't know if if you can give 
100 here and then turn here and give 100 there. I do think you can do multiple things. That in itself takes a talent. I would try it. Yeah. But I'm not going to say you can't. Right. Switch tasking is hard. But if you if you are disciplined and obedient to what it is you need to do, I mean, you can do it. That just takes uh, some diligence and uh, discipline. It does. I think being um, in a space where, you know, in business, where people talk about investments and, you know, the next new thing, you may see this person doing this and they're successful at it and this person doing that. And then you're like, oh, I want to do that. Now I want to do that. Now I want to do that. What do you tell that person? That's distracting. Okay. You actually have to focus. This person just does not have a focus. Right. And so what's happening is for that, that person, I'm going to immediately say, come out for social media. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you to write down everything you want to do. You said you saw all this stuff and you want to yeah. do it. Absolutely do it. It's which one you want to do first. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. What do you think about the person who, um, who kind of lives in a fantasy world? You get those people, like, they watch a lot of TV. So, they, in their mind, they're on the phone. So, I see this a lot. People on the phone, like, yeah, I'll work over here. I'm doing this. They, they're so busy, right? That person. You see it. You see through them already. Like, if you come in for a session, I already see it. Like, for real. I feel like you got a lot of kicking. You know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if, it, if I ran into that, but I do know those people personally. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, it's the uh, illusion of being important because they're so busy and yeah so it's just a whole word right and I can't so I don't necessarily speak to that because I have a hard time having a conversation with an untruthful person sorry I wanted to I was happy because I'm like I feel the same way like I don't do the disingenuous I'm not gonna you not gonna get it my energy and time on something that is not real you i don't want to do that and i get highly upset when i find out that that but i talk for an hour about nothing yeah so no if i see that coming yeah i don't waste my time i feel like that too and i'm like wake up like come on this is not your life if you want it to be your life then you gotta take action like you sitting up here lying on this phone like this. Or oh, why you waste my time? And it's you're just only the only person. This is the thing about uh, someone who's not truthful. And I'll just say a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have discernment, I know. But the thing about a liar is that they think. Believe it. And that it's the truth. So I don't, I don't do anything with it. I allow you to be exactly who you are yeah. because I already have the truth. See, with the truth, there's no convincing. The yeah. truth is what it is. Yeah, You have to, to a liar has to convince but the truth stands flat. Right. So, and that's what my grandma used to say. When you tell one lie, you gotta tell another one and you can't keep up with all them lies. You, it's impossible. Because you gotta keep lying to, right. to really Liars make it. don't have good memories. Right. And you forget what you're like. And then that's when we, the people who discern things, I thought you start you putting said. it together. Like, nah, you said. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, and, and my husband thinks I'm the meanest person in the world, but I'm like, <laughs> no, because that's not, right. no, I'm telling right. you in advance. And so I think you just have to be aware of, of who people are 
Absolutely. And when I see people, and sometimes I hate it. Do you ever have those moments where you're like, dang, God, why I always got to see things? So I actually stopped talking because I saw things. And I was like, okay, God, I'm not telling anybody anything else because I, I operated in a season of where God had given me extreme discernment and I was able to tell people about this, that, and the other. Lost every single person. That's what I was about to say, ooh. Zero. I know they was like, robot. No, I, and I told God, I said, oh, okay, that's how you want to play? Just going to leave me out here lonely. You told me to say it, and I don't have anyone. And it was during a very dark time in my life. Oh. So, which in hindsight, hindsight, Lord, is beautiful. I needed to be by myself because I was about to go in a dark point in my life, and I didn't able to get on the phone with 10 different people and, talk about and get 10, 10 different, different opinions over and over to where it would just consume me because my mind do a good good job at that time by itself I didn't really need other people but in hindsight I see why yeah you know and sometimes we want people to validate what we're thinking or what we're feeling. saying and what we're feeling mm-hmm. right and uh, that was pre uh I, what is it yeah before emotional intelligence yeah that's a whole nother story that's a whole nother story yes. but it's so powerful how god will let you be by yourself and just sit in that sometimes when you have to sit in stuff it's like man because I, it's me yeah. it's just me and i have to actually look at me and then i had to look at me and i had to see well, who I was accusing and the people that I were I was accusing I was it was me you know mm. it, the scripture says uh, how can you take the speck from your brother's eye when you can't see clearly first remove wow. the plank and then wow. you can see clearly and the whole time neither one of us ever has the speck we both have the plank mm-hmm. so you actually have to be so I was able to see my plank and that's hard because you have to identify that yeah, you could possibly be the villain in someone else's. That and you have to so own own it. Yeah, owning it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, own your, just yeah. own it because you, you gotta own it. When you by yourself, you have to own it. You have to own yeah. it, and you have to sit in it. Um, being in isolation is difficult. Absolutely. I think that's the season I'm in right now. It's really? difficult because yeah, because I'm on a different journey. So my friends. Even going around them, it's a little different because everybody's on their own little journey. And the stuff we used to do together, I don't feel right no more doing that, right? It, it's not It's not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just, it's just not something I want to do. Well, is it, it, when you say it's nothing wrong with it? Yeah, it's not it, like they're doing anything crazy, okay. you know. Is it wrong it's just this, the energy in okay. the space, okay. I guess, mm-hmm. that I'm just like, I don't like this energy no more. Amen. Yeah, and it's like, well, you're like, dang, why well, ain't got no friends? Kind of like what you said. It's difficult. It's lonely. It's lonely. Yeah, it's lonely. Because yeah. then you can't relate to what you used to be able to relate to. Um, Ooh, which means he's calling you higher. That's right. The elevation mm-hmm. requires separation. Uh-oh. And when I used to hear that, I was like, what? What? What y'all talk about? Right. These my riders, they're going to be here, you know, but... When you're and trying to go times, somewhere, it's different. And yeah. if you if you need to actually uh, help somebody in that circle, mm-hmm. you actually have to come out of it so that you can go back. Yeah. And it could be, like you said, it could be like, maybe you need to see me mm-hmm. 
And then you're like, well, shoot, I need to do, I need to get over there because I need to see what I need to be doing Absolutely. too for me. Absolutely. Um, I think that's hard for people to see sometimes, um, especially because the way we grow up. So I, I've recently been studying a lot about trauma and how trauma affects the way you interact with people, how you live your life, the things you do. Yes, ma'am. And I'm starting to see myself like, uh-uh, mm-hmm. I see that in my family and I see it in me. I got to stop this. Yeah. So being able to identify that piece, I think a lot of people are missing. Yeah. They're, they can't come out of that so they can see. Well, you have to be and that, that is a healing process. And you actually have to, and art healing is equivalent to grieving. And if you do not feel like grieving, you will not heal. That's just not going to happen. That is very tough. You can, I have stopped myself because the grief was so unbearable. Wow. I'm like, uh-uh, I don't feel like feeling like that. And when you start, when you start healing and identifying childhood trauma, you actually have to look at your five-year-old self first. Yeah. So you have to, you start, you have to start healing the little people, the little you. Yeah. And then you finally get to the adult you. And it's no, it's no telling how long it takes you to heal. It takes, I'm still working. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. heal the five-year-old you. Yeah. So, absolutely. Because yeah. healing is a, a process until we leave. It is. It is. And it's look better. Yeah. And you have to be willing to work at it, Absolutely. though. Uh, I think people suppress it. Absolutely. Like, I know I need to do it, but I'm going to drink. I'm going to smoke. I'm going to do all the things that make me what I think makes me feel good. Um, I'm experiencing that with one of my brothers right now. And I'm like, wow. He's in a place I never would have thought he would have been in. But I'm like, I think you're trying to suppress something that you need to deal with. Right. But people don't. They're not receptive to that. No, if, because if, yeah. if I was going to deal with it, I wouldn't be drinking. I wouldn't be on drugs. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, be smoking. There you go. Like that. Yeah. And so now I'm like, wow, y'all really, you see people in a different light. You know, you start Absolutely. to really see like, wow, you really feel like you need that to function. Yeah. You really feel like you need that to feel good. And it's like, wow, you got to deal with the root of the problem. Absolutely. Cause, yeah. Because for a little while, it does feel good. So for a little while, you can escape it. Yeah. It's just that once the high is gone, it's back. It's back. And you got to go get some more. Absolutely. And it's like, when you going to get tired? Well, yeah. you, you don't. Because what happens is what um, your habits eventually go like. So don't, unless have people again in your corner able to kind of talk to you or keep planting those seeds about you need to do better you need to get better a lot of times you actually die sick oh yeah the majority of us die sick it's a very few of us who determine the heat again because of how difficult healing is like if i if i was going to if i had my way i would i wouldn't heal right but i don't because I don't want any, the other end is just more damaging. I'm just gonna, okay, Lord, let me go ahead and heal. Let me identify this childhood trauma. Let me go sit down with somebody on the couch. Yeah. Let me get this because I I am the drug addict. I just made a different decision. I'm no better. Right. I just made wow. a different decision. Come on. Yeah. Y'all, she leaving us with a whole <laughs> word. 
Yeah. You know what? I never even thought about it like that. But you're right. You're right. Like, we're all dealing with something. Every last one of us. Yeah. It's just the way we choose to deal with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And that has a lot to do with the structure. My structure, the way my structure is set up, I can't afford to become dependent Come on. on something. I, I just, so I choose not to, but I have to choose that every day. Every day. And the day I don't choose it, I can become an addict to something. Yeah. And it's going to cost you. It is. And y'all, I'm not willing to, I'm not willing to, to pay that cost. Absolutely. I don't want to pay it. Because I know I it's going to be real high. Because, and we have seen people choose that and we haven't seen anybody be successful choosing that route. So, Yes. I mean, I think just following your dreams and just really um, identifying your passion, like those things take you really stepping outside and taking a look at what you need to deal with. Because until you deal with it, I don't feel like you can be successful. Um, I see, I meet people all the time at like networking events and stuff. And I'm like, oh, they look great on paper. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then when you get to know them and you start really like talking to them, you're like, oh, wow. Okay. I'm getting it. The the lack of structure is there. Right. Yeah. It's in every area of your life. And that's the personal and professional life not matching up. Not matching up. They actually have to be the same. If you are one way here and one way here, you actually have to be identical in both places. And if you're not, somebody is getting a fake version. Yes, yes. And eventually that's going to be exposed. So, And it is. Normally for for me, I'm like, whoa, hold on. Okay, you need, I'm getting it. And, and sometimes it's like you may hear it through the way they feel about a certain topic. Yeah. Their opinions on certain things, and you're like, wow, you got something you really need to deal with. <laughs> there you you need to be dealing with that. Right. Um, I went to, um, like I said, I went to the networking event last night, and it was like a roundtable discussion. Okay. Pretty cool the way they do it. So you put, like, topics in a um, bowl, mm-hmm. and it, they choose a topic, they start the conversation, and then whoever can yes. chime in on the conversation. And so the last part of the, of the, the first question was... Um, why do when women make more money we're, we get disrespectful right why do we get disrespectful like why do we no longer respect the man because we make more money and so it was interesting to hear Somebody was projecting so i don't know all anyway. of i felt so you've been married 19 years i felt so uncomfortable in the room because i i told my husband i want to speak because they couldn't really see me so he raised his hand and said my wife wants to say something so my thing, my opinion was, I said, look, I don't think women um, disrespect men when, you know, we make more money. I think the problem comes in where if I make more money and I'm out here and I am I have a plan, I'm getting, I'm executing my plan every day. I'm out working, I'm bringing home money, I'm paying the bills and you at home chilling, like watching TV, don't really have much, you know, you're just like, ah, yeah. I think that's where the problem comes yeah, in. Absolutely. And so I said, one of my things was, it's like, if my man has a vision, he has a plan and every day he's working on it and I can see it. I know he's going to be successful. We didn't pray over that thing. And I see the potential and I know God got it covered. It's just not coming on my timing, but I'm being patient. Absolutely. I'm fine with that. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Nobody agree with me but the men <laughs> in the room. So 
The women didn't agree. They were like, "Oh, I can deal with that for for um for a long period of time because I need him to be making money." Which is you know. crazy to me because I again hindsight is twenty twenty. So you just been a waste time. Yeah, they said they can deal with it for a little bit, but after a while, he needs to be coming on with it. What's a little bit? That was one of the guys' question. He was an older guy, and he's married, and he said he was on married. His wife wasn't there, but he said, um, like, men has it's so much pressure on men to do it now, to be the provider, to be the protector, to make more money, to do all these things to where they're like, you know what, y'all can have it. But that... So yeah. I don't think people understand. Like if a guy is meaning a woman like that, it has more to do with who he is and less to do with who she is. If you are attracting someone like that, you are, I remember watching, I don't know if it was Sesame Street or yeah. you are what you eat from your head down to your feet. Mm-hmm. That's what you're attracting. So I don't think it's necessarily, you know, so much pressure coming from the woman. What are you attracting? Are you flashing money? Are you pulling up in big cars? Are you making it seem like you just have this lavish life? Mm-hmm. Or are you ignoring the signs? Or, I had a guy tell me go. that. He's like, no, I just choose not to see it. Like, I don't want to. I don't. When people. Really? Yeah. So, like, if I meet somebody, he's like, if my mom can say, mm, I don't know. And he's like, I don't want to hear. It. No, like, I don't want to see it. Interesting. Yeah. Until somebody, like, show you a video. <laughs> and then you, like. You have no choice. Yeah. There's evidence. Yeah. So those people need like, let me see it. But I said all that to say um, the ladies for me, I felt like they were single, of course, but I felt like some of the trauma and things that they had been through played a role in how they felt Absolutely. about the Absolutely. situation. Absolutely. So yeah, so me the whole time and, I'm like- And for those young ladies, yeah. they are gonna have a difficult time being married. Yeah. Because when I tell you marriage, is one of the most it's difficult. Hard. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's not easy, y'all. Yes. It's not easy, but I think it's so worth it and so beautiful when you work at it and you really look at it the way God designed it to there be. There you go. That's, when you, you look at it. You just wrapped it up. That's it. The yeah. way that God designed it to be because now you're accountable to God and he's accountable to God. So you you both have determined that I'm, I have somebody to answer to, mm-hmm. even when I don't like you. And I'm like, I can't lose because Come this on. is what God wanted me to do. He him. wanted me to have. So you can't lose. Like, we always laugh because single people are like, oh, this, that. And we're like, how do y'all work together? Or how do y'all do this? And we're like, we don't argue. That's just the nature of it. But it's going to work. Right. Like, it's going to work. We know it's going to work. We in it. And that's it. And especially yeah. if he lets her win. Yeah. And he's okay. <laughs> he okay with her winning. Right. Like, I'm good with that, boo. You You can have it. Yeah. And most men are. And you can tell men that are really into their wives. Like, we get different men in here all the time. And I'm like, oh, well, I can't because they'll say my wife or I got to check with my wife. I love those type of men. Absolutely. Because you in it. You in that thing. And so I think that's the difference. Um, But what really irked me the most about last night Mm -hmm. was a young lady stood up. So, and we're going to end on this. But so I know you've seen the Kiki Palmer. The video with her, have you seen it? Dancing with Usher? No. Okay, so there's a video with her dancing with Usher. She has on like a cat suit. But her butt, you know like the ones that are see-through in your butt, so okay, you can see your okay. butt. Mm-hmm. So Usher's dancing on her, you know, admire her, whatever. You know, She just had a baby. Mm-hmm. So her baby's dad went online and he wrote on Twitter like, 
know, basically, you're a mom. You know, you shouldn't be dressing that way. Basically, in a nutshell. And so, are they together? They're together. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they have a baby. Okay. He's probably only like two months, three months. Okay. Social media went crazy. Got the women saying like, "Don't tell her what to wear. She's not your wife." You know. And you got the men like, you know, it's the fact that Usher was dancing on her. She was dancing on him in a way, you know. So it's like, so that's the topic they ended with last night. So the women were all upset. And I felt, I was on the guy's side because I felt like it wasn't the fact of what she had on. She looked fine. She looked beautiful. It's the fact that how you carried yourself and how you handled yourself in the situation. Because... Even if I'm not married, I'm still in a relationship. I'm still a lady. There's just a certain way I carry myself. Absolutely. So I felt the guys. Cause, yeah. But it was it started this whole argument last night because they were serious and I was just <laughs> laughing. Um, but a lady stood up and she was like, I'm an Indian and you know, I'm a bad bitch and I oh, do oh. what I want to do. And I was just like, <laughs> I wanted to go under the table so bad. But I mean, I just felt her pain because I could see it. Cause I'm like, wow, you really somebody really absolutely projecting, projecting, yes. And so I think when we're not fully who we know we should be, and not operating how we should be, we spend a lot of time doing that. We spend a lot of time projecting. Absolutely, absolutely. And I just personally, and just I, I wouldn't if I'm in a relationship. There's no way I'm gonna behave. Come on, yeah, because I have respect for my significant other mm-hmm. I am however I act in private is how I'm going to act in public yep and so I just wouldn't have done it just because I, I mean it's just really inappropriate not that she has a baby or you know yeah you want to you want to understand that your significant other will feel some kind of way about that period it, I mean this little feeling's going to be hurt because you know, so. I would feel some type of way if my man was dancing on Beyonce, Hello. like they're in the bed. Like, no, yeah, I would. And so I'm like, mm, I see, I see the guys. I feel the guys on that one because it was like it wasn't the fact of what she had on. Because my husband loved, he'll let me. He's like, oh, I love that. Wear that, right. you know, whatever. Right. I like the way it looks, but it's the fact that if I'm dancing on another guy, yeah. And you have to be careful about the attention it brings. Yes. Unfortunately, men don't respect um, our clothes. They don't. And so, while we don't want to dress for them, do want to understand that that might bring some very negative attention. Yes. And who who has time to deal with that? Right. Because, unfortunately, some men, some women are ignorant. So, you're just not having to deal with that. Mm -hmm. If if it's you and your man and you guys are in a, a secluded area or you know it's just you two right then fine put on what you want to put on right. he's gonna admire that yeah but uh let him admire it you know yeah you and i think that's what the guys yeah i think yeah, exactly that's what the guys were saying but a lot of the ladies were missing it and i think we're just living in a different time and you know i think Life coaches are out there. There's counselors out there. And I think we all need to do the work. Absolutely. And so find somebody. Absolutely. Miss Tiffany, anybody to help you do the work that you need to really be successful and have the structure in your life. All right. This is a time that I like to turn it around. Do you have any questions that you want to ask me? 
So how long have you been doing this? this well, I've been I've been doing the podcast that me and my husband have. We've been doing it for like five years. Okay. Mine, I just launched this year. Oh yay! See. I got tapped on the shoulder. Okay. That's okay. another story. Okay. Okay. So we can't. <laughs> right, okay. Right. Okay. Because I tapped on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. No, for real. Like, literally, um, I kept telling my husband, like, I don't know if I should start my own. But God, God was giving me ideas, but I hadn't really narrowed down what I wanted to focus on. Mm-hmm. And then God's like, just do what you're good at. I'm good Absolutely. at building relationships. I'm passionate about it. I love it. I like helping people. And so sharing stories and hearing authentic, real people come and tell their stories. I love it because it can help somebody. Absolutely. So that's kind of how I got here. Okay. okay. (laughs) How I got here. Yeah. Are you loving it? Uh I love it. I love it. I've had some amazing people on. I always get ministered to every time. Absolutely. Every time. (laughs) I'll be like, okay, God, I see you. Um, so yeah, I'm right. loving it. Okay, yeah, well, good. I'm excited for you. So what? What is your podcast? What do you? Uh, what is your specific topic? Um, so my podcast is centered around um, mental health. Okay. So it's centered around mental health, um, just women empowerment. Okay. So that's kind of where my good. brand is going. And I'm I'm actually like making it into a brand. So it's not just going to be a podcast. It's going to be multiple entities. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking about building a community and some other things just to have a safe space for women to kind of share. Okay. And yeah. So what stands out the most for you uh, just with some of the interviews and the things you've done? What is the one thing about mental health that stands out the most? Um, I think what stands out to m- the most is that you have some people that are open about sharing and you have some people that are like oh I don't really know it doesn't really mental health is not a priority for me right Um, and so I think you you have to really and that's why I say I like to really look at my guests to see who I want on and who I don't because that's kind of a focus it's like making sure that everybody's in a healthy space and that everybody's kind of sharing their truth and so I like people that are going to be open honest bring something that people can actually take and apply okay. to their lives. So for you personally, what um, what monster did you have to confront? I had to confront. Or is that too personal? No, no, no. Okay. I had to confront like not giving myself enough credit. That's why that's where the name Allow Yourself Grace came from. Okay. Because I was the person that was always worried about what other people think. Always critiquing myself, not want to talk, just quiet, letting people kind of not want to be seen. That like I'm gonna stay back here, that type. And so God really can. I don't know because I just told my husband last week. I'm like growing up. Mm -hmm. I was I was the president of youth ministry. I was singing in the choir. I was talking in front of people. You know, and then I don't know somewhere along the line I lost it. Okay. And so the you thought of he, doing you it know was he like, about to expose it. Yes. Yeah. No, he out. already has. Really? So another person came on my platform <laughs> and I swear she'd be, oh, yeah, I think you should do this. I think you should do that. And so I'm like, ah. and my husband's like, just do it. And so I said, this is my yes year. Okay. So all nice. the opportunities that come my way. Oh, yes year? That are uncomfortable. Absolutely. Say yes. Amen. So yeah, I'm actually going to be speaking at a conference coming up. Okay. I'm going back to my old church to speak on Sunday. Okay. So like, God, like, nah, you need to get back to what I gave you. Man. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm still being nosy. Yeah. Anything else you want to share? No, that's okay. it. But yeah, I'm that's excited for you. Yeah. Thank you. That's but good. yeah, just 
pushing myself. I'm getting better. I'm getting better and better. So absolutely, yeah, I'm absolutely. excited about keep, it. Keep affirming that. I'm big on affirmations. Keep affirming that you get yes. better. You are yes. better. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank you so much for accepting my invite and coming on. Um, y'all make sure y'all go follow her. Her Instagram's gonna be on the screen. Her podcast is gonna be there. They're gonna be coming back soon, so stay tuned for episodes. Absolutely. This episode, y'all know, launches on Wednesday. So stay tuned. I will be posting on Allow Yourself Grace. And until next time, we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Well, guys, that concludes our episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Allow Yourself Grace podcast. For additional information about today's episode, please click the link in the show notes below. To learn more about our Grace Girls community and other resources we have to offer, head over to www.allowyourselfgrace.com. Until next time, Grace Girls, I love you all. Be blessed and continue to strive for success.